Now we're good. Now we're good? Okay. Welcome to LND Plus, where learning is a team sport. I'm Joey, and in each episode, my co-host Tom and I will bring you real stories of collaborative learning from the world's leading companies. Today, we have two guests from Amplitude, David Evans, Head of Talent Experience, and Farshad Rostamabadi, Head of Infrastructure Engineering. Amplitude is digital optimization made easy, providing thousands of companies around the world with better ways to drive their business with digital insights and analysis. Right now, Farshad and David are working on a leadership development project, helping Amplitude's people managers understand exactly what great looks like at scale. For growing companies, projects like these are critical to nurturing leadership. They're also tricky because they involve a lot of cross-functional work. Fortunately for us, David and Farshad are here to break down how Amplitude's different teams are working together to simplify this process and make it all happen. But before we get into the details, David and Farshad, how about you introduce yourselves? Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Joey. Um, I'm David Evans, the Head of Talent Experience at Amplitude. Our function encompasses talent development, leadership development, talent management. Our mission is to help Amplitude's culture scale as our company scales and grows. Uh, My background is as an executive coach and team effectiveness coach. So I've worked with dozens of companies, mainly in Bay Area tech, from tiny little startups to you know, aging tech behemoths uh, before joining Amplitude about three years ago. Uh, Spencer, our CEO, it's really important to him to scale our culture of humility, ownership and growth mindset. And he identified that a big part of that is ensuring we have great managers so that tenured employees can grow and develop in their careers at Amplitude. Brilliant. Thanks. I'm Farshad. I'm responsible for the backend and infrastructure in Amplitude. And uh, I'm currently in Amplitude for about close to two years now. Uh, And prior to AWS, I was working in another startup that became a public company called Palo Alto Networks in security area. So Farshad and David, we'd really love to hear more about how you started working together on this recent leadership development program at Amplitude. So how did you get everything up and running? It, it was really started by Farshad. So, uh, you know, he, he just mentioned that he came from AWS. When he came to Amplitude, you know, he noticed that we hadn't really codified our culture. So this is a couple of years ago. We're still, you know, a small company, maybe not even a few hundred people mm. and uh you know really we didn't have systems and processes in place our culture was really being passed down person to person you know one to one human to human in in real time and fashad came in from amazon um you know with a very different experience and an understanding of where we needed to go if we were going to scale our culture uh yeah that that's a very good starting point actually one of the things that uh, i've learned in aws and amazon was that how they have included the the culture they codified and use these codes of culture in nearly all the processes that they have mm-hmm. when they want to hire one person they use these codes when they want to promote one person they use these codes mm-hmm. That's a, a common language, actually, that they, they are using across multiple teams and multiple organizations that they have. 
So when I was there, I see that the importance of using a common language across a, a growing company. Mm-hmm. So when I joined Amplitude, I started looking at how this aspect is being uh, developed. And that's where I started contacting the, the people's team and the talent team to figure out that what's available, what are what we have, what, how we can improve things. And that was the first point that I started meeting with David and we started working together. And, and what I loved about your approach, Fashad, was that, you know, essentially you are looking at building the infrastructure for like almost like the scaffolding for our culture to scale. And um, so, you know, and that, that starts, you know, as you said, with writing the code of what our culture is at every level. And of course, you know, leadership is central mm-hmm. to culture. So the way the leaders lead is going to drive behaviors across the organization. And, you know, we knew that Spencer and the rest of our current leadership team led with humility, ownership and growth mindset. So we knew what that looked like in the C-suite. But then, you know, what does that look like on a level down from that? What does that look like as a, a, a first-line manager mm-hmm. to, to lead with humility, ownership and growth mindset? So we started asking those questions to find a you know better way to both support the development of our managers at Amplitude and also scale our culture. For, for people who don't know uh, the context, like can you, Fashad, give an example of what those different types of codes look like when you say at Amazon or AWS, they have codes for like promoting someone, they have codes for hiring someone, like what exactly would, would that look like? Definitely Amplitude has three major values that David has already mentioned. Them. Mm. Humility, growth mindset, and ownership. But when we want to internalize it, we should look at the different aspects that how these things will mean in our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. For example, one of the aspects that we are looking at it, which is also very important for the managers, is that how they develop their own team. They should look at how each of the person in the team will grow individually. And also they should look at how the, the individual people will interact and help each other grow. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, when a lot of people talk about company culture, it's this kind of ephemeral and undefined uh, notion. You know, you know it when you see it, but it's very hard to put into words. And I think what you've just described, Fashad, like having that um, engineering mindset to really codify and um, make these values um, very well defined and then shareable uh, is super helpful for a lot of companies as they scale. Exactly. It will help us a lot, for example, when we want to talk to our managers, if one of the managers needs to spend a little more time mm-hmm. growing their team, helping them go to from point A to point B, then we can specifically use that. Yeah, because we heard that um, the you know Amplitude has seen crazy numbers and really amazing year-over-year growth in the last year and years. So with this like amazing growth, obviously, you know, come some new challenges for cross-team coordination and just like helping the team grow in general. So how concretely um, has this project been helping the, the company to scale? Yeah, I think specifically in hiring, it makes an impact. So 
you know, knowing what great looks like at each different level of management and how that relates to our core values. So what are the aspects of behavior, as Vashad was saying, for each of our core values at each of the different levels of management is, is critical to us scaling quickly as well as scaling our culture. It means that we can uh, clearly identify the behaviors we're looking for um, when we're bringing in new leadership to the company mm -hmm. of which you know we've brought in a lot uh, over the last year so that's in terms of hiring like how how is that done exactly so is there like some kind of scorecard uh, that evaluates people like how how much do they match the value we're looking for um, offered to all the recruiting managers or yeah would love to hear how that works in practice so it's most advanced in engineering because that's where it started. So Fashad, maybe you can talk to the scorecard that you've set up. The, the way that we are using it is that actually we create a uh, scorecard that when we do the interview, people can fill out that what are the things or what are the, the culture or things that they have mm -hmm. uh, observed during the interaction with that particular person. One of the other aspects that we are uh, that's very important for us is that uh, we are calling it disagree, discuss, agree, and commit. The four phases that everyone has to follow to, to reach a consensus. During the interview, it's very common that the two people, interviewer and interviewee, they have different opinions about something. Mm -hmm. And that's the point that we start observing that what will happen. If the candidate will start bringing some data, does the candidates articulate what they are disagreeing about? Can that person go through the discussion phase properly or, or not? Can that person lead that discussion into an agreement or not? And last but not least is that when they agree that something is right to do, does that person follow that or is still is in his own or her own mindset and following whatever that they were thinking before? Some people, we see that they just try to avoid any disagreements. Mm -hmm. You say that this is the idea that I have. They say that, oh, okay, it's, it's a very good idea. Let's just execute that. Yeah. And they don't discuss, they don't disagree, they don't try to evaluate if that particular thing is good or bad. Mm -hmm. And when we do the final review, we hear different things about the different uh, cultural points that we have. We put them together. One candidate may be very strong in some of them and might be weak in, on the others. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the final call that we have to make if this is something that we can help the candidate improve after they join, or this is something that's will not acceptable by our culture and we have to let the candidate go. And it's amazing. Our engineering org has literally zero of that classic kind of super smart asshole, if I may <laughs> use the term, I'm Australian, so I can chuck in a few <laughs> swear words here and there. Of course. And so this uh, system is uh, in, in part the reason. Yeah, I mean, that, that strikes me as being a great way to, to make that value of humility real. I mean, when people um, are, are approaching a, a situation of potential disagreement with humility, they can use, you can use the scorecard approach that you've outlined, Fashad, to really dig into, well, what are the, the values and the practices they need to demonstrate 
to have a productive disagreement with someone. Yeah. David, this is a, a project that you had mentioned um, and, as in our previous discussions and described the leadership development project as having sort of no edges, quote unquote. Um, so what does that mean um, for you and Farshad and for your collaboration with other teams? Yeah, so it really started out as quite a constrained project with the engineering team. And then we're taking what the engineering team learned and applying that to uh, management and leadership at Amplitude. So following a similar change management process. So I think what I mean by that is it, it really does come from the top down. So it, it, uh, it covers the, the whole company. Mm -hmm. You know, what I noticed uh, with Spencer is that he really does, his leadership really does start with humility. So seeking to understand others' perspectives and then taking ownership uh, in service of the whole and then always seeking input. So then, then you have this sort of tight growth loop happening similar to product development. Mm -hmm. So he takes a very sort of product approach to leadership. So while we've worked now with engineering and then developed this general uh, leadership framework and career ladder for managers with the different aspects of the values and then um, signals for those values so the different behaviors that signal positively or negatively that the aspect is being demonstrated um, you know there are specific ways that those show up in different functions so the engineering uh, ladder is very developed they have very clear signals for those behaviors um, you know, now it's time to to work with. So you know, we've started working with the sales leadership, and and you know define what great looks like specifically in that function. So that that's how we're going to embed uh, the culture across leadership uh, at Amplitude. And was it easy to get buy-in from the different teams um, when you wanted to roll it out beyond engineering? Did anybody say like, oh, why should we adopt this thing that engineering? decided to to start out like or was it pretty easy everybody was eager so the influx of leaders with experience from other companies that have done similar things so you know like uh, amazon uh, has meant that uh you know those experienced leaders have come into you know our smaller you know fast-growing company uh with a you know desire to uh you know, bring their knowledge from from their other companies and and you know the companies that have really succeeded in scaling their culture successfully have had some sort of project um, or program for you know, embedding the values and behaviors again at every touch point um, that talent has at at the company so uh, you know it, it's really been there's been a lot of energy coming into this project from from new leaders uh you know chris mahoney who's our new uh worldwide uh, senior vice president of sales has come in with a lot of energy for for this work from his his previous roles and a great understanding of what it takes to grow leaders and and managers fashion you, you might have covered this briefly already uh but we wanted to ask if you have found the process of defining what great leadership looks like? Are there any insights that you've brought from an, brought from an engineering perspective? Uh, the first thing that caught my 
ear uh, is when you mentioned codifying and I made immediately the connection between like code writing that is very like, you know, engineering related. And I was wondering if, you know, there are some like link uh, between engineering and like coding values um, that you have kind of brought into the project. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. It's becoming a language that we are using in our day-to-day -day work, whatever that we are doing. That's the, the important piece. And these aspects or these codes are the, the words in these language. Yeah. So that's how we try to keep repeating that because everything that we don't repeat, no matter what, they, they will be forgotten after some time. So the, the main thing is that the, the whole reason that we are putting it into our different processes that we have from hiring, promotion, discussions, decision-making is to, to repeat these things mm -hmm. as many times as we can. You know, David, a, a project like this, I guess, from, from an L&D and a talent uh, development perspective, it does really mean that there's a, there's a strong component of it where you're not always the, the sort of deepest expert in the room. Um, how did that feel for you during this process? And is that something you've grown more comfortable with over time? Great question. So, um, yeah, going public has been a, a real learning process for me. I've never been on the inside of a company going public. And... Uh, you know, that, that certainly to see, again, the edges, the limits of, of that sort of L&D project has, has been really tough. Mm -hmm. this, this particular project, you know, is, is sort of more you know, in my wheelhouse and uh, I lean on my facilitation skills. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, what expertise can I bring to this conversation? You know, how can I... Uh, you know, facilitate the best outcomes, you know, how can I be super curious and, uh, you know, extract the best answers from from the team. So I, I don't know how similar it is for you at Amplitude. But for example, at 360 Learning, we tend to say that the coach isn't like, you know, the smartest person in the room. Um, it's just someone that kind of uh, empowers the team to do their best work um, and most likely, you know, are empowering individual experts to, you know, really excel in their area of specialty. Farshad, I was wondering if like this type of project also kind of changed or shaped the way uh, yourself or other managers uh, manage within Amplitude, given that, you know, you were instilling new values for these maybe new or even seasoned managers to to kind of lead in a different way? Yeah, that's that's a very good question. Actually, and I would like to refer to one of the other things that we have in our ladder. It's called be right and stay right. When we want to make a decision, we want to gather most of the data that's available and meaningful to, to make that decision as right as possible. And of course, during the execution, because it takes some time to execute a project, there are things that will change in the environment that's not in our control, or there are things that's in our control and will change. And maybe after that change, whatever that we initially thought that it's right, it's not right anymore. We have to change the direction, we have to change our decision and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. One thing that in particular, I found that it is hard for me for many of the people is to accept this change and communicate it back that something has changed. We have to spend more time. We have 
Previously, we told our customers that something will be available at this time, and now we have to change the time. There are many things that needs to get changed, and mm. just communicating this part, different aspects, will give courage to people that, and asking them to exercise being and staying right. Mm. So we're actually telling them that if. As soon as you know that you are not in the right path, if you don't take the corrective actions, then this is the time that you are hurting everyone. Use humility and communicate with with the other people and tell them that these these are the changes, these are the consequences. This is how we take the corrective actions and just make sure that everyone is on board and. execute the right thing all the time. <laughs> I love that because I can relate to that so much being in a startup uh, that, you know, has a billion things happening at the same time. There's so many factors that affect decisions. And often when you're a manager, you feel like, you know, you've told your team one thing and then you have another like meeting with someone else, you get new information and you realize you have to change your decision, mm-hmm. you have to change the direction. And sometimes you feel like you're losing credibility or that you're like leading your your team in the in like conflicting directions. Uh, but it's great to like just acknowledge that that's going to happen and embrace it and be like, you know, this is what it's like working mm-hmm. with, within a hyper growth uh, company. And we're just going to have to deal with changes as they come. And any, anyone who... isn't prepared to be wrong as a, as a manager is, is maybe in the wrong game, I think. I guess with this project being developed and launched during the COVID pandemic, um, you've had to work obviously at a distance, uh, you know, either in your own homes or, or from, from wherever. Uh, how did you find that working on this project during that time? And do you think that working on this project was a chance to strengthen connections between teams at Amplitude? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a chance to, to strengthen connections. between teams, again, going back to clarifying what great looks like with managers and leaders is a critical part of scaling our culture as, as the company scales, you know, getting that right for hiring and for performance management is important to everyone at the company. So it, it was definitely a great in to connecting with new leaders like Chris Mahoney, mm-hmm. um, who I was talking about. from sales uh, as, as they joined the company, you know, whereas before I probably would have bumped into him in the, in the halls, yeah. uh, in, in Monster Mash, our, our dining room. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, this was a, a reason to, to connect with, with him. I, I'm going to have to ask for some explanation on the term Monster Mash. Your <laughs> dining room is called Monster Mash? <laughs> all, of our, all of our rooms, all of our meeting rooms were named after various monsters Our, our mascot is the data monster and uh, the data monster likes to devour data. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, all, all, of our, all of our meeting rooms had uh, uh, names relating to, to various famous monsters. Cool. And, and Farshad, so how, how was your experience um, being involved with this project at a distance during this time as well? Um, did you find it an opportunity to, to build those connections too? Definitely. Actually, one thing that I noticed, actually, I was very afraid when I felt that uh, I, I knew that I should start uh, meeting people via Zoom. Mm-hmm. But I feel it very natural when I see that everyone in the team is doing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was more frightening when there is one person using Zoom and every other person. 
people are in the office and are meeting face to face. But when everyone is using Zoom, it's equal opportunity for everyone to use this. One one thing I really appreciated about working with you, Fashad, on this project is the way that you always made time for personal connection at the beginning of every one of our meetings. So they were never just transactional. And I think uh, you know that's been an important way to carry through creating a connection with with people and and continuing our connection even though we're we're remote and through that i know that david is a very good swimmer <laughs> oh. <laughs> these are the things you learn I, I like to swim i don't know about very good i do enjoy swimming a lot I think you're, you're you're taking your you're taking your personal value of humility a little farther david <laughs> Looking back on this project, do you think, is there anything that you would have liked now to have done differently within the project so far? The, the, one, the one thing that comes up for me is that you know, we didn't have the, cross, the full cross-functional uh, engagement earlier on. You know, that's probably a function of where we were at as a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I could have done a better job of building a burning platform you know, just to get people's attention. Um, you know, and, and again, maybe it just wasn't the right time. You know, we were small enough that our culture was being transmitted, you know, one, one person at a time. Great. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if you're growing so quickly, almost like every three to six months, you need a different mode of operation. It's because, like, <laughs> it's, it's a different size, it's a different way to communicate, and... Um, so the last question is whether there's one thing you'd like listeners to take away from this collaboration, this experience. For me, it's definitely that, uh, you want to include people with different experiences and different backgrounds in your project because Fashard's way of thinking, way of approaching problems has just brought so much rigor to, uh, to this project and that just wouldn't have been there um, mm-hmm. with, without him. And, and I assume without his mindset as an infrastructure engineer. Thank you, David. Same here. Actually, I want to say that during this uh, building this framework and sharing it with people, when we were working together, there were many, many different examples that there were many different points of views. We have to put them together. I learned a lot from uh, David, from one of our other colleagues, Charlotte, that we put things together. We made things better and better over time by discussing and sharing our ideas. Thanks so much to David and Farshad for joining us. If you're looking for more great collaborative learning stories, be sure to subscribe to LND Plus wherever you get your podcasts. And check out our show notes for more LND resources from 360 Learning. Okay, well, that, that was great. Um, shall we? I'll stop recording. Thank you.